0: Today I would like to give meditation instructions and suggestions on the three characteristics of existence. The three characteristics of existence are impermanence, unsatisfactoriness or Doka. Then non-self or selfless nature of all conditioned things in order to understand these three characteristics of existence you need to understand the pali word called vipassana inside knowledge. vipassana is a pali word made of two words one is the another on personal the word personal comes from the verb the Pali verb called pasati, which means to see so personal then means contemplation or seeing with the eye of wisdom that's one word you need to understand to see or to contemplate then the Pali word vi means two things one is vicesana and vivida Visesana, if you bring the word personal it means to contemplate in a specific way not in an ordinary way as we meditate we need to contemplate in a specific way what does that mean most of the people when they see things concepts in the world they just see concepts they don't go deeper to see what's behind this concept let me give an example it's like this water when you ask people what's this oh they will say oh it's water water bottle water in the bottle okay so now this is very interesting in this bottle there's water and you ask people what's this many people will say water of course that's true and that's a concept this is what we call ordinary of seeing everybody even somebody from grade two you know that this water when you bring a scientist or somebody who knows about biology they will say oh this is h2o that's also ordinary we seeing but from a meditation point of view we need to see in a very specific way very specific for for a meditator this is not just only water or h2o it's actually different elements the four elements are here you can be aware of earth elements when you become aware of hardness and soft of the softness of this water when you touch this water sometimes cool sometimes hot so then you become aware of coolness and the warmness or hotness of this water Then there's water element itself, there's air element, there's pressure, there's many, many things you can see, you can contemplate directly and have that specific experience. The unique, the intrinsic nature of this water, you can see what's, this what people call water in a very specific way, is hardness, softness, pressure. Uh, there's also warmness depending of course the, the temperature of your body so that's one meaning of visesana seeing things in specific way so when we meditate we need to see things in a specific way so we need to see the pressure as you're sitting here, you become aware of hotness of the body you become aware of uh, tightness of the body that's very unique and that's your experience there's another word which is very very important here it's called vivida in the word vipassana vivida means of course when you look at uh, persona, so means contemplating or seeing things in a different way not in one way but in different ways like you see things as impermanence you see things as uh, suffering you see things as uh, selfless impersonal. so that's why it's very very important for a meditator to be aware of different things in one experience let's say when you touch water like this and you press it you're going to feel hardness hardness that's in a specific way but what happened to this hardness can you be aware of the uh, how hardness changes to maybe softness so that's impermanence nature then you become aware of the impermanence nature of that experience and also it's impersonal right? it's impersonal so this is very very important to understand this pali word the personal in order to understand uh, the three characteristics of existence so I will explain one by one impermanence what does it mean from a meditation point of view of course in general things are impermanent by the way we are not meditating to make impermanent things more impermanent things are already impermanent (laughs) things are already impermanent but some of the time if not all the time we are unable to see this we are unable to see this we see impermanence probably in a general way we see uh, from a historical point of view we have seen empires uh, disappearing like Roman Empire it disappeared it rose and disappeared we can see also Egyptian Empire it rose and disappeared so that's in a general way and also from from a biological point of view we can see impermanence as we keep on growing as we see things changes trees shading colors and falling from a biological point of view we see the gross part of impermanence and also we see uh, from a, a, cosmo, a cosmological point of view where we we see things changing the cosmology changing. You know, even if we see the sun, sunset and sunrise, right? We see moon, half moon, new moon changing, and then we see stars. So this is general impermanence that is very common to most of us. But in meditation, it's slightly different. What we are doing here is more of seeing, seeing or contemplating the subtle nature of impermanence. So. For that matter we need to ask ourselves what is it that we call impermanence what we call impermanence is actually the five aggregates of cleaning we have to really understand the five aggregates of cleaning the five aggregates of cleaning are physical form the body Second is feelings. The third one is perception. The fourth is mental formations that includes man states like manliness, greed, hatred, delusion, and so on, including faith, actually. Then consciousness. Eye consciousness, nose consciousness, tongue consciousness, and so on. So these are what we call the five aggregates which are subject to clinging. They are changing all the time. They are impermanent. So from a meditation point of view, we need to understand these five aggregates of clinging and see them as impermanent, unsatisfactory or suffering and selfless nature of this Components, the conditioned things. But the question is if these things are already permanent, why, why are we unable to see them? They are already permanent, but why do we not see them? In fact, the Pali word "vivida" requires us to see things in different ways in terms of impermanence suffering and selfless nature because things are already impermanence unsatisfactory and impersonal but we need to see them for ourselves i will illustrate like this you see this paper this paper we see it as a paper but in order to see what's inside we need to unfold it and once we unfold it like this we can three holes see three holes these are dukkha, anatta. but we normally don't see because it's folded we need to unfold it we need to unfold it so vipassana helps us unfold things and then we see for ourselves the reason why we are unable to see actually these three characteristics of existence it's because of ignorance or delusion ignorance is a mental state that conceals these characteristics of existence on one level it conceals them that we cannot see them clearly you cannot stem at all so we see nothing it's like spiritual darkness we can't see the three characteristics of existence on another level let's say the negative function of, of, of ignorance is not to see at all but on another level we can say positive function of ignorance we really see quite the opposite. In other words, uh, with a perverted mind, that's what we call perverted mind. We see but quite the opposite. So instead of seeing things as impermanent, we see them as permanent. Instead of seeing things as suffering, we see them as happiness. Instead of seeing things as uh, selfless, Anatta. impersonal, we see them as personal. So this is what we call the perversions. And these perversions are due to ignorance. So we need to substitute ignorance with wisdom, with insight knowledge, with meditation so that we can see the three characteristics of existence. Now, we meditate. We close our eyes, we open our eyes And then we start breathing in and out Breathing and out Breathing and out What do we see? We see the breath changing all the time All the time We, 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 We even become aware of different sensations in the breath Feelings are changing all the time they don't stay the same mind states are changing all the time and so on but what happens when we have difficult emotions let's say anger it's also changing all the time but what happened most of us when such a mind state happens arises in our thought process It's changing all the time, but we ourselves with our delusion and ignorance, we hold on to it. We fix it. We make it permanent. It's my anger. I want to be angry because of ABC. We justify our anger and then we make it permanent. We try to stabilize it and we try to stabilize something that is very difficult to stabilize stabilize we hold on to it tightly and we try to make something which is impermanent we try to make it permanent and that's really a lot of suffering and most of the time we suffer because we try to make things quite the opposite the opposite of what they are in the in the reality so, when we look at our experience in meditation they are changing all the time they are impersonal, and that's what we need to see we can even ask ourselves why even bother to go through that exercise contemplation to see the three characteristics the three characteristics of existence the answer to this question is when we practice when we contemplate the three characteristics of existence we will overcome clinging and craving and when we come clinging and we overcome clinging clinging and craving we will attain peace happiness and liberation that's the way to go If we fail to see the three characteristics of existence in our meditation, in our daily life, we will get quite the opposite. We will continue to to cling on things, including difficult things, including difficult mind states such as greed, hatred, delusion, fear. All these difficult mind states will continue to cling on to them. And then we are going to have pain, we are going to have suffering, and then we are not going to be liberated. We are not going to be free from suffering. So we can choose, uh, the menu is very small. We can choose either to go to the path to liberation by contemplating the three characteristics of existence, or we can choose to go to the path to suffering by ignoring them, by ignoring these Characteristics of existence. Also, I like to talk about some of the things that conceals the three characteristics, even when they're clear. But something tend to conceal them. Like, for instance, the characteristics of impermanence. While it's very clear, we see it in our daily life. We see it in our meditation, the breath. Uh, coming and going and uh, sensations coming and going thoughts coming and going and uh, emotions coming and going but when we come to meditate there is something that happens that conceals these characteristics and even when we are not meditating actually there's something that happens that conceals these characteristics for impermanence, what conceals it is uh, the continuity of things. Things seem to be continuous, continuous and then when things are continuous, we cannot see the impermanence nature of things. We see things as permanent because of the continuity of things. And they are in flux. It's like a light if it's just being switched on and off very quickly very fast it looks like one light like this but if you actually see for yourself you can see oh it's one light after the other especially when you are traveling and you you come to a road they're constructing a road and then there is an an arrow (laughs) it's amazing how those arrows direct us To somewhere where there's a detour from far you see the arrow but when you drive and come close to the sign all what you see is one bulb after the other that means the impermanence nature of this light one is switched on on off and on and off then you see the arrow when you are far but when you are close you can see it's one bulb after the other after the other it's on and off on and off So that's why, uh, uh, actually, we are unable to see because of the continuity of things. And for Dukkha, why we are unable to see Dukkha as the uh, the sign of existence is the changing of postures. We keep on changing postures. You sit here and meditate and even when you're not meditating in your daily life we keep on blinking all the time in meditation we make subtle subtle movements like this then actually things look to be normal but actually suffering is there all the time but we can't we can't change postures subtle subtle changes we make and then we we we, we, we don't see so much of this suffering nature and of course, what conceals another, uh, non-safe as being concealed and you cannot see things as non-safe, is the solidity of things. Things look solid, even the body looks so solid but it is made of one component after another component. Right. Yeah, this is what it is. So, in order to understand actually these three characteristics of existence, there are three words that you need to understand. One, resistance for impermanence, you need to understand what is impermanent. The answer to that is the five aggregates of cleaning. The second question is, uh, what's impermanence signs, in other words, lakana the sign of impermanence. What is the sign of impermanence? The sign of impermanence is rising, that's one sign. Another one is Passing away, another one is both rising and passing away. So you need to know those three things one is rising, another one is passing away, another one both rising and passing away. In meditation, that has to be uh, done. You need to contemplate in this manner. Hmm? Then another word that you need to understand is what we call uh, anicca. Anupasana. anupasana. In other words, in English, is contemplating along the signs of impermanence. And that's what we do in meditation. Actually, in the meditation, that's exactly what we should do. We should contemplate along the signs of impermanence. Anichan means impermanence. Anu means along with and then uh, uh, pasana means to see or to contemplate it. To contemplate it so when we do that our meditation will will go smoothly because we will be tuning in to the three characteristics of existence even when you practice uh, let's say another sign which is uh, dukkha suffering we need to know what's dukkha what's What's dukkha, what's suffering the answer to this question is the five aggregates are in fact the five aggregates of clinging are dukkha as suffering that's it's very very important to understand this not just in theory but in your experience you know that okay this feeling is unpleasant that's feeling part of the five aggregates so it's dukkha then the sign of dukkha which is dukkha lakana so impermanence. That's a sign. In fact, there's a discourse called uh, anatta Sutta where the Buddha say what is impermanence is suffering. So then in meditation, when you see that things are changing, sooner or later you know that it's unsatisfactory. It's unsatisfactory. And then another word you need to know also is called dukkha anupasana means contemplating along the sign of suffering so when you meditate you should know for yourself the signs of suffering when everything is changing constantly everything is changing constantly and then you're contemplating then at that time you will know the second characteristics of existence which is suffering or unsatisfactory other people call it insecurity. So this really comes naturally once you really uh, contemplate on the sign of impermanence. So Dukkha also you will see uh, uh, as, uh, as you continue your practice. And lastly the sign uh, and, the, and uh, the, uh, another characteristic of existence which is called Anatta is actually very very profound. Yes. This one also, you need to know it in three ways. One is, what is it that is anatta? The answer to this question is the five aggregates of clinging are selfless. They are of selfless nature. They are impersonal. They are made of different conditions. Different conditions coming together, and then uh, these five aggregates of clinging, uh, body form and feelings and so on. So you know that from your experience from meditation and then you need also to know what you call lakana, which means uh, sign of uh, selfless nature sign of non-self what are the signs of course if something is impermanent is also unsatisfactory then it's uh, selfless it's non-self that's what we find again in the discourse and sutta, the Buddha say that what is suffering, what is impermanent, it's also have no self. So this is a practice that we, we need to do when we contemplate on the three characteristics of existence. Now most of the people say, well, for me I don't want, I don't understand the, the word uh, non self. What is it, what the Buddha was teaching about this non-self? Actually, if you want to understand this word better, it's very, very important to know what do we mean by the word self? In meditation or in a philosophy? So we have to understand this for self. See when you meditate, whether you can find inside what you call self you can't find it in fact the word self came into existence uh, from Indian philosophy where they thought that the self they they used to think that the self is unconditioned the self is actually permanent the self can be subjected to control but when we come to meditate and also in our exploration uh, uh, try to find out for ourselves uh, as we look at the five aggregates of cleaning uh, we find our, out for ourselves that each of the five aggregates lays a physical form it, it's, it's actually conditioned it's conditioned and anything that's conditioned is non-self and also we find for ourselves that the five aggregates of cleaning are changing all the time and also beyond our control. So anything that is impermanent, that is conditioned, that's beyond our control. Definitely, it, has, it that's what we call non-self, or selfless nature of our experience. It's impersonal, and it's really uh, there's nothing you can find. There's no core in these five aggregates of clinging. So. When you practice meditation, it's very, very important that you really find out what are the three characteristics of existence. And the best way to find out for yourself is contemplating, contemplating along impermanence, contemplating along suffering and and unsatisfactoriness, contemplating along impersonal nature. I wish you success in this practice. May you be well, happy and peaceful.